Welcome to Q&A Selling Online with answers to questions about creating an online empire, promoting products, or building a brand. Your host, private label and e-commerce entrepreneur, Quinn Amorm. Welcome back to the show, my friends. Today, we have with us directly from Las Vegas, Nevada, the author and then the founder of Branded Shareables, Mr. Edwin Dearborn. Edwin, how are you today? Doing great. And thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here, Edwin. And um, I'm going to start like right from the beginning. Uh, I know you, you live in Vegas, like I said. Yeah. Now, how long have you been there? I've been in the Las Vegas area for about five years. And did you pick that as, was it a business strategic location or just personal? Well, it was both, a little bit of both, but I'll tell you the business strategic part of it. <clears throat> so um, if, if you live in the United States, you understand this. So I'll explain this to if, if anybody's in Canada or elsewhere. So our tax system in the United States has two tiers. You've basically got federal tax that we pay Washington, D.C., and then you have state tax, which supports your local state. We have 50 states. Mm -hmm. Nevada has no state tax, income tax. We have zero income tax. Moreover, our corporate tax is almost nothing. So if you establish a corporation in Nevada and you live in Nevada, then all the money I make, I don't pay any state tax. California, that state tax can go up to 13%, which I used to live at. And so I, I make 13% more money by moving to Nevada. Moreover, Every, all business roads lead to Las Vegas. If you're serious about business, sooner or later, you're going to come to Vegas. So it's a great town to network in. Um, so when you tell people you're in Vegas, they're like, oh, I'm going to be there next month or I'm going to yeah. be there in June. So it's a great place to network in live because there's so many conferences every, you know, every week. And you know, that that's true. And I never thought about it that way because every big conference that we hear all the time, They will be in Vegas. Uh, It will be in Vegas. So I don't have to go. I literally drive seven miles to meet the world. Mm, nice, nice. And then on top of that, you make an extra 13%. And I make an extra 13% by not paying any state tax. So, And that is right. Like being from Canada, like you said, I don't know anything about taxes in the U.S. So I had no idea that's how it worked. All right. So... Man, I got got me thinking now. I wonder. Yeah, yeah. I, you're probably <laughs> wanting to move to Vegas now. <laughs> I know. I, when I tell people the benefits, they're like, you know, you've got a really good point. Maybe I should move my business to Vegas because, I mean, whatever you sell, e-commerce or whatever, you know, the still the no matter how much we're online, we still have to network in in person to meet the contacts that we need to yes. to move our business forward. There's, but the handshake. And the face-to-face -face and, and having a beer or a, a glass of wine and a meal is, is still going to be a way to do business. And because Nevada or Las Vegas, Nevada was built on hospitality, that is our business, it's a great place to network because you can go golfing, play tennis. We can go, there's a great places to hike. We can go out for dinner. We can go shooting. Like there's so many things to do in Las Vegas. There's sports. We now have American football. We now have hockey. We're, you know, they're talking about bringing baseball and basketball here. So it's, it's a fun place to do business. 
Yes, definitely. And, and you mentioned shooting, you know, as, as Canadians, we're not we're not big with guns. But when I go to Vegas, first thing I do is I go to a place in the strip called the gun store. And they allow us, I think, 200 bucks, you can shoot anything you want. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely. See, I, I'm, I'm a gun enthusiast. So I belong to a local gun club. My brother is an instructor. You know, so we saw we follow all the safety protocols. You know, we're not you know weird about that. We make sure we do everything safe, and we you know we follow good protocols to keep everybody you know. But you know, it's, I'm just saying that's one of the things that you can't do in Vegas. Yeah, you, you know what I I, I don't want to go too far away from from the business conversation, but funny story was I don't know maybe ten years ago one of the times I was there. I went to that gun store and while I was trying to pick what I wanted and I wasn't too sure of the names of the th- the things I wanted to shoot the same one that Dirty Harry had. <laughs> um, and Randy Couture walked in, the UFC fighter, now retired. Yeah. And he walked in and he picked the guns that he wanted and then he took them with him. Uh, I don't know if it was because he was famous, but he had this... Uh, carry-on case and he put it in his car and then he drove away. Uh, now, is that something normal or just because he was special? Well, I don't know the exact circumstances, so I can't say he may have been purchased them and you oh. can get a special permit to carry, you know, I mean, there's a licensing process. That's one of the things that a lot of people that, oh, you just go and buy it and you take it. That's not, there's, there are background checks there are courses you have to take. It's one of the misleading things is, oh, it's so easy to buy one. Not, not as easy as you would think. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and so I don't know the circumstances. He may have already purchased them and had all his licensing in place and he was there to pick them up. Oh, that, could have, that could have been the case. But again, I don't know about those specific circumstances. Yeah, I never thought about that. That that they could also sell them. Yeah, I never thought. Oh yeah, you can you can definitely buy you can definitely buy them. But like I said, there is a process. One is required to do an FBI background check. You do require certain licenses. If you're a known criminal, you can't get them. So you know, there's there is a protocol. Gotcha. Yeah. So Edwin, you are an author, and you wrote. Three books. I, I yes. believe that's correct. Okay, three books. Yeah. Your latest book is called Referology. Yes, Referology. And, and that has to do with referrals, of course. So uh, I want to ask you about referrals, but uh, before we go there, uh, now let's go there right away. Let's go there right away. <laughs> so straight to the point, how does one get referrals? Okay, great question. So it's not, you know... You, it's not just one thing that gets them. Mm-hmm. You know, when the pandemic hit, we had a lot of time to study. I got very intrigued with referrals and I spent dozens, if not hundreds of hours watching videos about the psychology of referrals. I also bought, purchased multiple books that people have written over the past years about referrals. What were the ideas? What were the strategies? What made people want to refer? How did people refer? You know, just all of the kind of went really deep down that rabbit hole. Um, and I found out that there was a couple of things that people were missing. And one of the things I've identified in business is that, you know, it, you don't really, you have to break everything down into a system that you can do. That's the key. It isn't great ideas don't make a business move. It's great ideas that people execute continually. 
That's what makes a business move. It's like, if you want to lose weight, you don't just eat a salad and expect to lose weight. You got to eat a salad, drink water for, and do exercises for months. You got to do the right things continually before you actually start to see results in weight loss. When it comes to referrals, it's very much like losing weight or gaining muscle. It's a matter of certain habits routinely applied over and over and over. There is no immediate result, but then you look six months from now, like the companies I've worked for, and you're like, wow, we were making $100,000 a month in referrals. Now we're making $2 million a month in referrals. What changed? We put in a system. We followed it every day. We didn't sit there and go, wow, I didn't lose weight today. It's not working. We knew that this was a three, six, nine-month play to get results. We had to do the basics and fundamentals. So I'd like to address what those fundamentals are that any business person can use. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. So the first thing is, let's identify, let's separate out what is a referral. And I found that there are actually four different types of referrals. Not Referrals don't equal referrals. Mm -hmm. There's no one path to referral. So I subdivide it into four types of referrals, which opens the door to four things that you can do every day. So the first referral I call a soft referral. And a soft referral is someone's not directly telling other another person to go see you, but they're mentioning you. It could be a Yelp review. It could be a Facebook review. It could be tagging you on Instagram. Hey, I'm at this restaurant. Hey, I'm with my dentist. And they tag you and they go, I love this dentist. He's a great dentist. Check him out. So I'm not referring you directly, but I'm mentioning them. Now, let's take a look at this. Do I've worked with multiple dental offices and financial consultants and med tech companies, and you're interacting with people every day. And so do you ask this person when they're after they've had the, you know, they've had that great dinner or they've had that great teeth cleaning or whatever the thing is that you do that makes people happy in that moment of happiness, you can ask that patient or that client go, Hey, thanks so much for your well wishes. Would you mind saying that online? Would you mind saying exactly those words on Yelp, Facebook, or Instagram, or, or, or? When you ask people to do it, you get way more than by not asking people to do it. Now, you ask any restaurant or even Amazon dealers, what happens when you get more reviews? You get more sales. You get more sales. So it's not a direct referral, so I call it a soft referral. And so we can ask people every day, to tag us on Instagram, to leave a positive review on Amazon, leave a positive review on Facebook. But you have to make it part of your system to engage your happy people and ask them to spread their happiness online. That's all you're doing. Now, one review per day doesn't sound like a lot, but in a year's time, this is what I've done with some businesses. They look back and they go, we got 300 reviews. And now people are finding us on Yelp and our phone's ringing off the hook, right? Because you did the small work every day, right? I really really like that. That's a soft, I call that a soft review. So what's your process to get more reviews, to get tagged, to get mentioned, that people take selfies of you while they're at the office or while they're working with you? Hey, check me out. I'm with my dentist. Hey, check me out. I'm with my Amazon dealer. Um, So there's all these opportunities to interact. 
and get reviews and get mentions online. So that's, re that's referral source number one. Referral source number two is a direct referral. That's me going, hey, this is my dentist. Mom, I want you to go to my dentist. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Now, very often a soft review will turn into a direct review because they go, hey, I saw on Facebook you were getting your teeth cleaned. How did it go? It went really well. You should go see him. See how the soft review review yeah. now turns into a direct review. But here's where the real direct review, uh, the direct um, referrals come from. 70% of the people change brands, not because they're upset with the original brand, because they felt the original brand that they were doing business with was indifferent to them, out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. We don't put our past clients in databases. We don't make sure they follow us on social media and post content and send out emails to our past customers over and over and over. So imagine, I remember I was talking to a realtor and she had a, a good friend that bought a million, a million and a half dollar home. She missed out on a $60,000 commission. And it wasn't like a close friend. It was kind of like, you know, one of those people they would bump into at church maybe once in a while. And she was like, why didn't you get me as your realtor? And she goes, you know what? I actually forgot you were a realtor. And so when it was time to sell our home. I just reached out to the person that I knew was a realtor. And I said, the reason why you lost a $60,000 commission is because you sold them seven years ago, but you didn't stay in front of them to get the repeat business and all the referrals. And this lady not only bought a $1.5 million home, but she had four children who are now buying homes. See? So are you following up and staying in front of your database by sending great content, engaging content and reminding them every day or every at least once a week, hey, I'm a realtor, I'm a dentist, you can come back. So we lose a lot of referrals because we think we're one and done. Okay, they're closed, they're done. We don't, we've already, we've done the deal. I don't need to talk to them anymore. But what we forgot is that they themselves have a circle of influence. And if we kept putting engaging content, we would get those referrals. So one of the things is make sure your clients and patients and people you do business with are following you on social media. Get their email address, retarget them. I mean, you know, follow them like a bad cold. You know what I mean? Like just stay in front of your database so that when they run into somebody going, you know, I've been thinking about a home, they go, oh, I got a guy. I got a girl. See, you're top of, you have to stay top of mind with your database to get the referral, to get those direct referrals. Yeah. And you know what, Edwin? Uh, somebody, want, somebody once told me that just because you know what you're doing. It doesn't mean that everybody else knows what you do. So sometimes the person would go on their social media and post something simple like, often people ask me what I do. Right. So here you go. And then they would just say it. And for those that actually didn't, and sometimes there's people that are curious of what you do, but don't want to ask you to feel like, uh, you, you know, it's been so long now, it's weird to ask. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm an idiot. Yeah, Exactly. So there's okay. your answer. You post it on Facebook or LinkedIn or something, and now they know, uh, and, yeah. uh, and, and that's it. So those people, like you said, out of sight, out of mind, if they don't know what you do, they can't give you business, even if they have it. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, you kind of think, well, everybody knows I'm a realtor. Everybody knows I'm a dentist. Yeah. They knew that four years ago. What has happened in the last four years? They've moved. 
they got a divorce, uh, their kid got married. I mean, so much of life has happened. You, you, you think that they're you're gonna they're gonna keep your your business at the top of their mind of awareness? No, they they've moved on. So if you don't stay in front of them, you know, I remember watching this guru about real estate. And he, he was very successful. And they asked him, what's the weakest point of realtors in getting business? And he said, not following up their database. Number one, he goes, their database should be getting weekly emails and, and monthly phone calls just going, hey, I'm your realtor. And maybe it's Christmas time. Merry, Merry Christmas from your realtor. You know, happy Valentine's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You're, just, you're always just reminding them, even if it's just a message. And you keep doing that for years and years and years. And they go, you know, you're the one that always stays in front of me. So, of course, you stay top of mind. You're posting on TikTok. You're posting on Instagram. Like, I see you all the time doing real estate deals. So, you stand out in my mind. Hence, I've got somebody for you. They can message you right there in your video. They can message you right there in your post. Hey, call me. I've got a referral. See? But you've got to be in front of your database all the time. And the people that I see doing that, when I talk to them, I go, hey, you're posting three to four videos every day on Instagram about doing real estate deals. Do you get business from it? And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe not directly from that video that day, but then I meet somebody at a restaurant a month later and they go, dude, I love your Instagram videos. By the way, I've got somebody that I think could work with you, right? Now yeah, it turns into a referral. That's how you get direct referrals. Engage your database. Remind people. Tell them. Keep selling your value. Keep make give them reasons to refer. Become referable. So that's number two. Number three is working with influencers. Now, most people, when you say the word influencer, they think, "Oh, Instagram model, a million followers." I could never work with those people. There's two types of influencers that are actually very powerful, specifically for small businesses. And that is what's called a nano influencer. That's someone between 1,000 and 10,000 followers or a micro influencer who has 10 to 50,000 followers. Now they have a lot less followers, but what we have found in studies is that their followers are extremely engaged. Yeah, They're very niche. Maybe they only talk about poodles. Maybe they only talk about, you know, vegetarian dog food, you know, maybe they do whatever <laughs> they've carved this very specific niche, but the people that follow them, love their stuff, highly engaged audiences. In your database, in your followers, I estimate that 5% of your followers in email database are nano and micro influencers. They have, they're, they're posting content. They've got an email list. They're, they're, you know, they're busy on social media. Can you imagine <clears throat> your doctor's office or your restaurant, and you have 20 people every day walking through, one out of those 20 people has got a large audience, like 10 to 50,000 people that could talk about you. But how do you do it if you're not asking people, hey, but are you guys active on social media? One out of 20 go, dude, like I've got 34,000 fans on Instagram. You're like, oh my gosh. Hey, I'll give you free dessert if you tag us and we do a little video, live video, and you can tell us about everybody about the meal here. Now, if you did that once a day for 300 days, engaging these nano and micro influencers, what do you think would happen to your word of mouth in town? You, it would spread like COVID. It would. <laughs> 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 so 
totally not as deadly. Yeah. So it's spread like COVID. Okay, right. Do you see what I mean? Okay, so that's very easy by just asking, hey, are you guys active on social media? Yeah, no. Okay. I mean, at least you get a review out of them. At least get a Google review. I mean, every, almost everybody uses Google. You at least get a Google My Business review out of them, right? Yeah, Again, that, that's back to point one. Right, just by in, making it part of the company culture and process to find out we live in the digital era. Why are we not making digital engagement part of our standard business process? The business that really adopts policies and procedures and cultures around digital media is going to grow like wildfire, and they're going to get more referrals. And then number four, four uh, referral source number four. This is <clears throat> more of a formal co-branding relationship. This is can get into contracts and exclusive, you know, partnerships. Now you're taking it to kind of a medium-sized corporate level thing. You know, Coca-Cola, the official drink of the NFL. You see these all the time. You know, Mercedes-Benz, the official car of you know. The, the Las Vegas tennis tournament. Mm -hmm. So you as a business can form corporate alliances where you become the exclusive resource for corporate referrals. So, you know, if you're a dentist, you could maybe, or a restaurant, you could go out and go, Hey, when you, you they could go out to churches, we want to be your first official caterer for all your church events. You know, you're a wedding planner. You can go to all the ministers you can go to all the priests, you can go to all the religious centers and go, hey, we'd like to become your official wedding planner for all your weddings. We'll get exclusive deals. You refer us. If people need a church, we'll refer you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you start working out these corporate level referrals. Now, most small business people don't think about it this way, but if you take even these small groups like Latip, or these, you know, business breakfast networking, they'll usually say, okay, we only allow one dentist. We only allow one auto mechanic. See, that's kind of a business association referral. Is, yeah. and, and those are common for a lot of small business people, but you can take it up to a much more sophisticated level where you're actually entering in contractual agreements that you are the provider of said service for said brand. And so that's very scalable depending on who you are and who you have access to. And when you really break down referrals into those four columns, you start to see how you can start to develop processes and policies and habits around each one of them. That is so powerful. Uh, you, were, you were explaining how people would go to... Uh, to a church, for example, and then uh, talk to the ministers. And, and I'm like, that is straight out of the box thinking. And you can grow your business at, at an insane rate by doing those out of the box, out of the box thinking and, and like joining forces with uh, like in that example, a church or anything that you can think of. It's so, so powerful having a referral like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, you know, I know that we've got all this digital opportunities. You've got Amazon ads, Facebook ads, and I'm not saying don't do those too. You should have an, you should be putting some of your money into SEO, Facebook ads, or whatever makes sense, right? There is that. But we don't, but they don't have to be mutually exclusive, meaning, well, we do Facebook ads, so we don't need referrals. Then why, why not have both? 
Why not have several sources of revenue? Any, any millionaire will tell you, or multimillionaire billionaires have multiple sources of revenue. Yeah. Well, you should have any business should have multiple sources of new clients. Like, oh, okay, we get referrals, we got Facebook ads, we have SEO, we got reviews, you know, we do mailers. Like, because what if Facebook shuts down for a few days and that's your source of business? Or what if COVID hits and you're, you know, and now you can only do catering and you've got no catering contracts? You see what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you can't just rely on one pipeline because what if that pipe breaks? And you know what? To your point, how what if Facebook shuts down? Like, I believe it was last month or I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, Facebook shut down for six hours. There was a lot of marketers and marketing agencies that were panicking right. because they do Facebook ads and nothing else. Right. So now what happens it, or what if your business is based on Facebook ads? Or here's here's another case scenario with Facebook and Google ads. What if they start getting really expensive and you can't afford them anymore? Now what do you do? Or we hit a recession and now you can't advertise anymore. What What's the default? You're like, well, we used to do Facebook ads, <clears throat> but we had hard times. And so we don't make as much money. So we can't afford Facebook ads, even though they work. So... The thing about referrals is it takes a lot more initiative and intelligence than it does money. It's it's the it's the grunt work. It's it's more based on initiative and time than it is like it takes time to call the churches and get the contracts. It takes time to engage people to get people to post. It takes time for all those reviews to have an effect. It takes a lot of investment of effort and time, and that's why people don't look at it. As a marketing, well, Facebook ad, I put it out, I get a response, I call a lead, and we close them. Where referrals is, it's more relationship-based. It's about nurturing. It's about creating um, awareness. But without awareness, there's no sales. But you don't build awareness in one day. So then it's like, uh, so everybody's thinking now, 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 now we need business, now we need money, now we need money now. But you're going to need money in a year from now, too. So if you don't start thinking in the future, if you start, your future is going to suck if you don't start thinking about the future. You're always going to be on this perpetual hamster wheel of, of being you know, broke if you don't start investing back into your people and start investing in brand awareness because that's where the referrals come from. You know, that, that's, I love this. Uh, and you know what? There's um, a friend of mine that wanted referrals. He's been in business for a while. And he was telling me he didn't have referrals, uh, but it's about time he starts to get to get some. And he actually thought about going and buying referrals. Uh, and I asked him, so why aren't people giving them to you? Right. And he, basically after we talked about it for a bit, it was that he never asked anybody. And people really there's only a few exceptions that they will go out of their way to give referrals, if not That's asked. Right. That's right. right. Uh, you have to have really exceptional service or something that's memorable for somebody to go out of their way. And, you know, who is at home sitting on the couch thinking, I should go on Google, leave a review. To No, nobody thinks that. No one's doing that. You got it right. No one is. See, no one's going to ever care about your brand as much as you do. And it doesn't, even if the service is memorable, 
We've had people go, hey, what was it like at that restaurant that you ate at? Oh my God, that is the best Thai food I've ever had in my life. Great. Did you leave a review? No, actually, come to think of it, I didn't. You just left money on the table. So can you imagine the waitress comes up, because I know a Thai restaurant in Vegas that is like off the hook. It is, I've brought so many people there and everyone has told me it is the best Thai food they've ever had. Everyone. And I've left reviews for them. So I go there and beautiful restaurant. It's called Natalia's Secret Kitchen. See, now I'm giving a soft, I'm giving a soft referral, aren't I? Yeah. Practicing what I preach. Here's the soft, you can go to Natalia's Secret Kitchen in Summerlin, which is a neighborhood north of Las Vegas, about 10 minutes away from the strip. So I go to, can you imagine, this place is always packed because everybody in Vegas knows that it's the place to go. The locals know it. The locals love it. You go in there. Can you imagine there's 150 people and you go, hey, guys, how was your, you know, how was the crying tiger? How was, you know, the, the peanut sauce with the chicken? What, oh, my God, this is the best sauce I've ever had. Hey, would you mind guys saying that on Yelp or Google? Would you do that for us? If you do, I'll give you a free Thai iced tea if you do it right now. What's a, what's a Thai iced tea cost them? A buck? Yeah. So if they did that every day and they get 10 reviews a day, they would have like 9,000 reviews. So if you're Googling Thai restaurant and you see someplace with 9,000 positive reviews. That's where I'm going. I don't care if you have to wait in line. They got something going on. They're putting diamonds in it or something. I don't know. There's gold dust in this food, but they got something special going on. That, that place will be packed morning, noon, and night, just on the soft referrals. Their SEO will be out the roof. They'll have to open a second place just to keep up. <laughs> just on that one strategy alone. Just on that one strategy. But can you imagine this? Imagine opening a restaurant with that strategy already in mind before you do go, we're not going to serve exceptional Thai food, but we're going to make the customer, the hero and the ambassador for the brand. Be part of our process. Do that with a coffee shop. Do that with a dental office. You start out right from the beginning. We're going to make our clients and patients, the hero of the story. And we're going to engage, have them be the voice of the brand. That's powerful. Man, oh man. And if they implement the strategy yes. that, that even the server and they get the server involved and ask everybody for it. You make it part of corporate culture. You know what I mean? It's like, hey guys, you know, if you want to keep a job and get better tips then pack this place, let's engage. And you can train your employees how to ask, how to engage. It becomes part of a system and process of your business. Like you actually go, okay, guys, and you drill them and you take them and you bring in experts to show them how, right? And then you start to show them the results. Hey, guys, last week we were at 174 reviews. This week we're at 274 reviews. And they're like, yeah, it's funny because we've noticed that more people are calling finding us on Yelp. Right, because you're rising in the rankings. So when someone types Thai restaurant and yell, bam, and they go, whoa, look at all these reviews. Obviously, that's the place to go. Hmm. But see, anybody can do this. I took a dental office 
They're like, we're not ranking very high in Google. I'm like, yeah, you got 20 reviews. Your competition has 300, you know, like, duh. So, well, we don't know how to go. I, so I go, this is what we do. Patient, come, how was your cleaning? <clears throat> how was your procedure? Oh, I love the doctor. Great. Would you mind saying that on Google? <clears throat> I asked him. They're close to 200 reviews in six months. Wow. They have 10 x the amount of reviews. Last time I called them, I go, so how's your ranking? They're like, oh, we're getting way more calls. We found you on Google. Well, of course, you're giving Google the Google signals that you're the best. Exactly. You're playing their game on their platform. And now your calls have 5X, and now instead of getting one new patient a month, you're getting one to two new patients a week just off that. We, you're literally making an extra $30,000 a month just by giving Google the, the Google juice, which are reviews. And I, I want to say something for everybody that's listening, uh, because there was a time ago where I didn't think it would be that important a review on Google. And I, I left a review on Google that I, I took a picture and I did a review and also added the picture to that review. And when you add a picture, Google will email you stats of your picture. Yes. And there was this place I went with my kids to see, you know, make-believe. Of course, they're make-believe dinosaurs. There's no real ones. But um, it, it was a cool place. And I took a picture of a dinosaur and I left a review and I, I posted that picture there. Google sent me an email the other day, and it's like the fifth email they sent with updates. It has been seen now more than 200,000 times in the last four or five years. Wow. So my image has been seen over 200,000 times of a place that they never asked me for a review. I just did it because I was there waiting for them to finish playing, right? Uh, but four or five years, 200,000 from me, I mean, if they get a, a thousand reviews like mine, it's right. incredible. Right. Incredible. But do you, see, do you see the power of that? And so <clears throat> that social proof is not coming from the brand. People rarely trust what brands say, but they trust what other people say about a brand. That's the power of the reviews and the being tagged and having influencers and other brands engage you, you get that third party. And also, if you're being tagged all the time and you got all these reviews and other brands are linking back to you, that also improves the SEO of your website. As Google sees all those signals, wow, they're being mentioned, they're being linked to, they're leaving reviews. Obviously, let's rank their website too. All the, the rising tide raises all boats. Precisely. So Edwin, um, now going a little bit outside of this, um, two of my favorite colors combined are black and red. I love the combination of black and red. Now I look at your books and I see one is all red and the other one is black and red. And then on top of that, you have like, uh, flames on the black one and the money, the money sign on the red one which are, I believe attract people. Now, was this strategically planned and were these colors on purpose or 
it just happened to be the way I like it. <laughs> it was definitely on purpose. Yes. Okay. Is red, you know, <clears throat> red is the color of action, impulse, motion, energy, activity. And black just is kind of a universal color, you know, that um, has, you know, I mean, it's the spectrum of black and white. It's the most basic, you know, black and white photography, black and white, um, it's, you know, that's spectrum of color. So I just, I just wanted something very simple and very impulse. Kind of like, you know, marketing is, is much of an impulse thing. It's like, why'd you buy it? I had to have it. Yes. It, right. You know, I don't know. I just got hungry. So we went out for tie, you know, you know, or we just went to Vegas and I lost a lot of money, but we had a great time. So a lot of purchases are made on impulse. So I thought I'd use red. Yeah, which is a good marketing color. And now, you before we started the show, you mentioned that you had a free gift for everybody. Yeah, if they go to branded shareables, there's a there's a tab up top called free stuff. They can get my ebook for free, or they can buy it. And then I also have some sheets uh, that they can download that have got a bunch of free tools that will help them kind of analyze their current situation and develop a, a strategy. And I, and I suggest that everybody write down what you can do. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing or what you're not doing. You know, I, I, if I give you 15 strategies and three make sense, then work on the three. Don't worry about the 12 you can't do because you're going to get more progress growing your business on focusing on what you can do versus being upset by what you can't do. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the definitions of strategy is the intelligent use of existing resources. So if you don't have that opportunity or, you know, I don't, I don't see myself doing co-branding with another company, then don't pursue that. Can you get reviews? Yes, good. Then work on that. Get good at that. You know, but if they go to brandedshareables.com and the tab at the top is free stuff, they can go to uh, the sub tab is referology, which is the ebook. And then there's about there's about four or five sheets that they can download that kind of like the I have 10 core principles, your power 100. Uh, one of the sheets is called the word of mouth triangle. So there's there's some there's some you know stuff that they can look at that'll allow them to kind of evaluate their their position and what to do about it. Perfect. And also have that link uh, of the branded shareables. I'll have it on the show notes for everybody to check out. Uh, Because as you know, a lot of the people are listening to us while driving or running on a treadmill. Or I even heard some people tell me that I listen to your podcast in the sauna. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if it's the wet type, you better have some waterproof earbuds. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Edwin, besides yeah. Brenda Charables, if somebody wants to find you, is there anywhere anywhere else they should go? I would say the main thing is just go to, um, I'm really active on LinkedIn and um, you just type in Edwin Dearborn and uh, you'll find me there. There you and go. Reach out to me, just direct message me. We'll just keep it simple. I'm not going to sit there and tell you my 8,000 social media channels. Let's just keep it simple. I'm on LinkedIn, very active on LinkedIn. If you want to reach out to me, just DM me there. There you go. It is also on the show notes, Edwin Dearborn. This LinkedIn profile, so you can check it out there as well. 
Edwin, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. I mean, there was so much that we left out, but time is running out. And, yeah, time uh, is running out. Just go to the website, grab all the free stuff, study it. You know, I, I purposely put all that free stuff there to help small business people and entrepreneurs just start to grow their business. And at some point, if they want to, you know, engage my services, great. But, you know, here's a bunch of free stuff to get you started. Perfect. Thank you so much, Edwin.